Hey guys, it's Silvia Surani and this is the final whistle. Ciao! Hello and welcome back to the final whistle brought to you by the Rugby Connection podcast. Well, if you're watching on YouTube, we're back down at Sandy Park with my beloved Exeter Chiefs, but we are making history today with our first ever Italian guest. Sadly, she's not active right now because she's got a broken hand, but she will be back as soon as possible. It's Sylvia Tirani. Sylvia, thank you so much for coming on. How are we getting on? Hello, ciao. Hello, everybody. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, yeah. And like I said, Thank you for making history as well. You're our first ever Italian guest. So there you oh, go. Thank you. That's such an honor. Thank you for inviting. You're very welcome. I'd also like to thank you for chatting with me at the Six Nations launch as well down in London. Ah, it was so fun. It was good. It was really fun. Bit noisy, bit crowded, but you were fine. You were good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Not the best English, but as long as you can understand, it's good. I can, under- I can understand you. That's the main thing. That's all that matters. <laughs> How's the hand? First of all, well, it's still broken. We that, just took a scan. Yeah, it's pretty one. The cast pink. So we got a scan last week, and uh, sadly, it was still broken. And uh, sadly, not back in time. Neither for the Scotland game, neither for the Welsh game. So that I'm going to miss the whole Six Nation. That's pretty frustrating. Because it's been the third six station in a row that I missed. The first one for COVID, the second one for the knee, and now this one for the hand. But it's been also good because I um, had time to recover fully also from my knee that was suffering. And so, yeah, we just use it at best this time off to, you know, just take some tough time off, just focus on the physio, both for the hand, both for the knee, trying to get back fit and... Uh, hopefully attacking well the final games of the season with Exeter and the final phases. Well, hopefully see you back in a Chiefs jersey very soon. If you don't mind me asking, how did you break your hand? So it happened during the game against France, the first one we had, and uh, I just did one tackle and uh, I hit my nerve here at the neck. And so I just lost the, the whole harm. I didn't feel anything and just go for the second tackle. And my hand remained between me and the knee of the French girl and just got broken. Uh-huh. And we didn't even realize it was broken because I didn't have any like perception in my arm. It was just like after two days that I was still not able to move properly the hand. And when I tried to just train with the girls it was too painful to catch the ball and doing everything so we did for a scan we went for a scan it was broken well i'm sorry to hear that yeah but it's okay i mean it's better a broken bone than a tendon tendon or ligamentos or things like that so that is a minor injury that's fair um so we ask all our guests these questions um what actually got you into rugby in the first place sorry again what made you like want to start playing rugby when you were when you were younger? So I was 22 years old and I was spending a year abroad in Spain for Erasmus program. And I was at a birthday party and some girls told the birthday girl, oh, you know, our present for, for you is just being here and missing a training. And I asked them, so what sport do you do? And they told me like rugby. I was like, oh, I want to try it training and they said like yeah you know it's the last training of the season then we have a like a tournament and then it's all done I was like yeah but I'll try anyway I tried and I can't remember anything about that first training session 
just when I went back to Italy, I was like, okay, I want to start playing rugby now. And uh, I tried to find a club in Parma that was the city where I was living that time. But they told me, yeah, there is one team, but they are like the best team in Italy or just among the two, three best team in Italy right now. So it's, you know, not so humble to go and ask to play for them. And I was like, yeah, but if there is no any other team, I'll ask anyway. And they didn't reply me. So I was like, oh, I've been really, really bad just asking them. That's like not humble at all. And then uh, I just start other sports. I, I, I think like it was CrossFit or things like that. Then after a few months, I said like, oh, you know what? I didn't insist enough. So I just called them back and asking and their thing. And they told me, yeah, just come tomorrow and try and one training. And I started and enjoyed. I love that. And you just, yeah. never, just never give up. Just keep annoying them. Keep phoning them. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what we do here. If, if yeah. guests say yes, but then they don't give us a date or time. Or, no, we need to know. Again, again, again. Exactly. So you've played you've played in Italy, you've played in France, you're now in England with XR Chiefs. What's the biggest difference playing in those countries? So for me, there is also the like let's say not rugby expert, because of course being in Italy is my own country. So it's just like everything easier is my tradition, is like the people I know and everything. Whereas mm-hmm. like in France, when I was there, there was like COVID. So it was locked down. So of course it was a kind of different experience because everything was closed, not crowded games and everything. And this is one of the biggest difference, the amount of fans of like crowd we have in England I've never seen before in Italy or in France of course and uh, also whereas from a let's say more rugby perspective I would say that in England I found a more structured game like lots of structure very very like um, some simple maybe but effective and uh, whereas like in France and Italy is more about like uh, read the situation see what you have in front and just play and uh, I would say that, of course, like in England is the most physical among the three countries, whereas so it's much more like focus on like gym session, heavy gym session, uh, or like uh, also training a lot of like uh, physical training, uh, contact training and things like that. Whereas like in France is more about like speed, agility and like uh, explosiveness and these type of things. And that's pretty similar to the Italian, like kind of rugby we play as well and uh yeah it's just like England of course at Exeter is such a pro environment so mm-hmm. it's really really like also it's different my lifestyle because when I was in Italy I was like working at the time so I had to balance my job my job and playing rugby in France I was studying in a pretty like uh tough university so I had to like do I don't know like uh uh, group activity group uh, uh, for uni in, during the night because I haven't time during the day because I had to train it was really really like uh, strict uh, schedule during the day whereas like in England I'm just playing rugby and studying but for fun so of course I have much more time off that I can spend with people just I don't know enjoying the time off with uh, all the girls going out for coffee baking something uh, just relax uh, recovery so it's a completely different lifestyle I love that I'm I'm glad you mentioned the, the girls because I've been lucky enough to interview some of them in the past oh, yeah. 
I'm going to read some stuff out, and mm-hmm. all you need to do is guess who told me this. Okay. Oh, I like it. Yeah. There's nothing too bad. So one, I'll do I'll do the same person for each bit, and then yeah. Okay. So I have to discuss your love of cats. Mine. Yeah, you apparently you really love cats. I'm so scared by cats. <laughs> Set me up. <laughs> I can't. Do you not like cats? That's fine. Okay. So who told that? Oh, what you get? I'll give I'll give you one guess, and then you could you can uh, guess who said it. Uh, so Obama love cats could be Laurie Kramer. You got it. Yeah, uh, yeah, Laurie. Yeah, it was Laurie. Because I live with her, and she knows there is a cat, a black cat. That's always like walk around our, our hotel because we live in a hotel. And so yeah. it's like um, every time I try to do different way back home because I want to avoid the cat. And while I was here in Italy for Six Nations, the cat went into the house. And thanks God I was not at home because I would be like died. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. She's also mentioned, after have to ask you about English food. I know, I, already, I know there's already a clip that's gone viral. Because I did this video that got viral, but I didn't know it was an interview. So I was just like chatting about what I think about English food. And then I realized that probably the English food I got is the food I got at chips. as yeah. not even English because it's just a lot of spices and sauces. And uh, it's just me that I don't like spicy food and sauces and anything about that. So, yeah, I mentioned the fact that I have to wash the chicken under the sink, the water in the sink, because just I don't like spicy, but it's my problem. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, but they, they joke a lot about this video that got weird because many people like text me, like, uh, you need to go back to Italy and things like that. So. That's not very nice. That's a bit harsh. But... Yeah, but I can understand, you know, any anyone got really personal when it comes to, like, our country, so I can understand. I mean, if you're making me chew, I, I would prefer Italian food. If that makes if that makes it feel better, yeah. Um, a, a, another teammate has said that you spend that much time in the gym, the physio actually kicks you out. <laughs> yes, that's true. Who said that? It wasn't Laurie, so it's a different teammate. So you have to guess uh, a different. Jody. No, no, it wasn't Jody. It was it was uh, Linda Vanderwilden. Sorry, one off. It was it was Linda, Linda van der Velde. Linda, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I was there with her. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And she's also mentioned about the the English weather. <laughs> yeah, I, I I suffer so much in England because I suffer so much from cold weather and wet. Yeah. So they always joke with me because, like, we have like the first session, then we go inside doing the gym session and yeah. like eating food, and then when go out and when you go out it's it was winter so it was like dark rainy and i have to put like skin long shorts long trousers and lots of like layers on on the upper body that i can't move and i can't train because i'm too covered but i just suffer too much yeah it's horrible and when i go and watch like the males game i always to bring something like um how to call like carpet or not like carpet. a yeah 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 kind of like a carpet yeah i get what you mean it's not good yeah. final teammate that's okay. told me about something about you there's actually three things about you okay so i have to ask 
what is your favourite wine? Even though I know you don't like wine, but your parents make wine. Yeah, and true. So who do you think told who do you think told me that? A Kate. Yep, yeah, spot yeah. on. Yeah. Spot on. Because she just came to my house, to my place last week because she came to Italy. And so we have like a nice few days about food and wine and everything. And she forced me to drink wine because I didn't like. But I did. So she has to there be proud of go. me. There we go. Happy days. She has asked, could you tell us the songs that you taught Kate? I'm not sure I can. You can. So, okay, I'll say, and you have to Google for the translation, or anybody interested us to Google for the translation. The song is titled, like, Butophily. And okay. uh, I think it's played by uh, Fedez. Not sure about that. And it's called, it's like, Mettimi questi meloni in mano, fai come l'ortolano. And uh, you can ask uh, Kate for the translation. She won't tell me. She just, put, she just wrote, it's not appropriate. I was like, what is it? Oh, really? Yeah. Want to know. She has to go. She has to translate that for she you. Right. You okay. need to interview her next time, just for the song. Just for the song. I'll I'll get. I will find out though. She's also mentioned your COVID job, and I might say this wrong. And Colorno. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So during COVID, I was planning for Colorno. That is like a team near Parma. Let's say. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we were at home, me and Francesca, that is Francesca Scurbini, she played back row for Italy as well. And uh, there was like a battery uh, just near our place. And we went every day to buy meat and everything. And they said like, oh, uh, you know what? We want to start like uh, delivering meat at like people place. And I was like, oh, we can help you. So we start like the first days was like walking with the bags full of meat and bring it to the house. Then it was like, oh, we have so many order. Maybe you need like a bike. So we start cycling. And then it was like, oh, we have so many order. We need like a, a car or a van. So we went with the ones and we spent the whole COVID time delivering meat everywhere. I start like uh, learning how to cut meat and everything and also like taking order for them. It was a busy period, but I enjoyed it very much. And uh, so now this family, we are very close with them. We are like friends. And uh, last week when Kate came to Italy, Parma to watch the game, after the game, we went, not the day after, yeah, doesn't matter. We went to their place and we have a great lunch all together and it was really fun. So she knew my... First and second family. Oh, well, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, well done you for going out to help people in a pandemic. Sorry. I'm saying well done you for helping. Ah, it was good. I did really enjoy that time. I mean, it was tough because, of course, COVID was tough for everyone. And also in Italy, it was pretty tough as well. But And it was tough not being at home with my family because I got stuck in Parma. That is where That was where I played. But yeah. it was really like a great opportunity because you went like, to mainly to old people places at the very starting and then also to like young people maybe with COVID or just like isolated for any reason and was nice because maybe you had like some chat through the door because of course you can't have many contacts direct contacts but it was great because you just bring something not only food but also some companies some like you know, some people, warm, warmness, things like that. And then, of course, the relationship I built with this family was amazing. And also with my roommates, with Francesca and with Jacopo that was working with us as well. It was great. It was just like in the bad, finding the good in a very bad situation. Yeah. Of course. I love, I love all of that. 
Now, Laurie, Kate and Linda have all told me one thing, so I've just kind of put it together. <laughs> How many coffees do you drink on, on a day-to-day -day basis? <laughs> uh, too many, maybe. Yeah, I'd say, like, I'm coffee addicted. I mean, it's just like, when I don't know what to do, I drink a coffee. When I need to get up, I drink a coffee. Before going to bed, I drink another coffee. Like, during the day, I just drink coffee. More than five? Yeah, I would say, like, no less than 10. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the first things I bought when I moved to Exeter was, like, a coffee machine. Like, you know, <laughs> the one with capsule and everything. So everyone is now addicted. Even if they say no, they are. No. And oh, yeah. I made, uh, you know, Charlie. Charlie Jacoby. She has, like, a prop. Uh, um, she plays both for USA, both for Exeter, and she lived with us, with me, Laurie. And uh, I made her, what do you say, like uh, overdose with caffeine. She was like shaking and uh, things like that because she tried to keep up with me, but I was like not used to. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't drink coffee personally. So, so. how can you, you survive? Know? I thought, just, I don't know. You might, have to, you might have to convince me. So, Impossible. You need to try <laughs> like a coffee with just just because you've asked me so nicely. I'll, I'll okay. try. <laughs> okay. Glad to hear. Who is your dream front row partner? So my dream front to... row partner. You so pick, you could pick a prop and a hooker from past and present. Okay. So 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 as a hooker, I would say Melissa Bettoni. She played for Italy and she just retired now, like after the World Cup. And uh, when I started playing, she was playing Uker. So we always like play together in front row for Italy. And uh, I would pick up her because both on the pitch, uh, we are just so complementary because we have mm. different like um, characteristic, but we, we work well together, I guess. And also like out of the pitch, she is a great person and she has always been like, that person that when uh, I was like, I just need to ask for an advice or just like um, also off the pitch, like for my life or just like ask for a different perspective. I just I would just call her, ask her and I would I would be well supported. So I would say Melissa as a hooker and uh, as a tight head. Oh, there are lots of good tight heads recently. Oh. Um, well, of course, the first choice would be like uh, Lucia because she played for Italy and she is like our tight head. And then, yeah. well, again, it's been like the three of us for a few years over the last year. So it's like my like the front row I have in my heart. Then I would love to play like uh, with the oh, I'm sorry not to remember the name, but with the Fijian uh, tight head. She's massive with Tupulotto yeah. with. Sarah Burnham. I mean, there are a lot of tight heads that it would be like just honored to play with. Yeah. Well, there was a question that came in. I forgot to write it down, but I'll, I'll try to remember it as best I can. So the question was who is your favorite tight head to play against or go against? And I think they play for Exeter. It's Spice. I can't remember her Instagram name. It's Spicy. Ah, Spicy Tabinera. She's Charlie yeah. and she's living with me. She ah, She's yeah. the girl that I mentioned before. Yeah, I like training with her because she's just like so good in the like in the scrum. That is yeah. always really challenging, like training with her being like in the opposite position. 
And also when we scrum together, we always have pretty good results. So it's like, I'm enthusiastic to play with her, of course, every time, yeah. Good. Definitely. I'm glad you figured that out because I generally forgot to write it down. I got too excited with the, the Kate and Laurie and Linda stories, so I forgot so to write she, another one. She, she, she. I, I apologise to Charlie. <laughs> no, she will, uh, she will understand. Of course, she's my best idol. <laughs> let's, let's quickly talk about your experience from the World Cup because you're part of the first ever Italian team to get to a quarterfinal in the World Cup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just how does that feel and what's next for Italian rugby? So I think uh, that for us, like being at the World Cup is just like a few weeks that you are in uh, another world, just different from the world where you usually live because normally we have rugby and our life out of rugby, that to be our job, our, I don't know, study, whatever. Then you just go to the World Cup, you are in New Zealand, you are like far away from home, also with the different timing. So you are really like in another world. And it's all about rugby because you just stay like 24 hours per day with your teammates, just like training or like preparing the game and everything. Also, you have some time off, but we'll be with them again. Yeah. And uh, for us as a team, uh, so I think that we have been building and building and building over the last years. And when it first came in 2017, after the previous World Cup, there was some kind of disappointment from the results of the, the previous World Cup when we ended like ninth, but also excitement because the new players were arriving. And uh, also Andrea, our previous coach, was doing a really good job with us. And he has been already there for like nine years, that age. And he just like stepped back now with after 13 years with the Italian team and so there was just like we were like pretty confident with our game just knew what we have to do to improve our game and uh, so like it was a long journey that ended up with this World Cup and uh, of course like our objective I would say would have been the semi-final not the quarter-final so at one point of course like we are aware now, a few months after, that yeah. also did the quarterfinal was a great result because it was the first time in our history. And also, if you see the like world ranking, we have a really good position. But at the same time, you know, when you are there, you go for, for the best you can go. And in oh. our head was like the semi-final. Of course, that match against France was like uh they just were better than us and you can't say anything but of course like while there there was some kind of disappointment after this game and then now looking back it's just like amazing thing about what we did but i i do really think that we can do much better again yeah because yes. also we we re, you know we achieved that with no so many means maybe compared to for example England or New Zealand but also without comparison we were aware that we were all like full-time working and aside from that doing rugby whereas yeah. like now thanks to the contracts that they, they introduce of course the results you can't see the results in a few months because they just introduced the contract at the very start of 2022 so yeah. the World Cup was in October and you can't see the results in like 10 months but I'm pretty confident that in a few years, 
you will see the results in the in all the, the countries they introduce contracts or just like a, you know a much more structured uh, uh, I don't know schedule during the year or like camps or like meals given to the players to train better and to better balance job life and rugby so if we achieve that without any meal not without any means but with like not the means that we are having now yeah. i'm just so excited to see what we can do next world cup good i'm glad now it's still just a rumor now because it's quite a far bit away but they look like they want to host the world cup what do you think of that mm. you... sorry Apparently, Italy are bidding to host both men's and women's World Cups. So, what do you think about that hosting a about World mixed, Cup? About hosting a World Cup, yeah. About hosting a World Cup. Yeah. Oh, it's like I think that hosting a World Cup is just like an enormous opportunity for the country that is hosting the World Cup, because mm -hmm. it means like such a visibility for rugby in yeah. your country. And if I think about Italy right now, many people just like I went. Just to give you an example, I went to physio this morning and a lady asked me, oh, which sport do you play? I was like rugby. And she was like, oh, does it even exist like woman rugby? I was like, yes, it does. But for me, it's just obvious, you know, for all of us, it's just obvious. But yeah. if you just think out of the rugby world, there are like lots of people don't even think that rugby exists or they are not sure about what rugby is or like uh, anything. And just hosting a World Cup made May, would make like rugby more accessible for like uh, people not involved in rugby yet and also would be like um, I think for imagine a little girl or a little boy that play rugby maybe now like a boy is aware of the fact that one day he can play professional rugby a girl still like maybe is not that aware because you know it's just recently that the contracts come in and everything but watching like women playing rugby and seeing that they do that as a job maybe few girls could be like more motivated to start rugby and to keep playing rugby also like I don't know during like when you are 14 uh, years old and you tend to stop playing rugby or like any sports yeah no that's all good and I think it would definitely be amazing to watch yeah, yeah. maybe be there I don't know <laughs> <laughs> What's the best advice that you would give to young girls wanting to play rugby? So um, if she doesn't play rugby yet, I would say just give a chance to rugby. Just go and do that. Don't think oh. about it. Just do. Give a chance and see if you like it or not. And uh, I would also like show her like... Uh, some photos of the place where I was able to travel to because of rugby or like um, all the friends that I have all around the world stands rugby or the experience that uh, I was like lucky to do because of rugby and saying that yeah you will love rugby but not even like rugby itself but all what's around rugby and uh, as like to a girl that already play rugby I would just say like keep training, keep like, enjoy, like, you know, mm, not everything, like the girls you play with, uh, uh, the boy of your club, like training, uh, ask advice to the coach. Ah, maybe he has never been like scared for asking like advice, help, extra training, uh, uh, suggestion, whatever to your coach. 
because I think that's the key to really being able to improve, just asking, 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 and yeah. they will more be more than happy to give you whatever they can. Huh. I love that. And it's kind of like how you did it, because you didn't give up. You tried Yeah, it. I was like, yeah, I've been like lucky enough to not being scared of asking, like to start playing rugby, to yeah. like training more, to have some extra session, uh, to ask my like teammates, would you would you like to train some skills this afternoon? Or just like asking whatever. It's been like, I think one of the key so good. far. Yeah, it's good. We're going to go into something a little bit different there. We're going to get to know Sylvia as a person. Okay. So I've had to get rid of a question because we've already, we already know the answer. So I was going to say cats or dogs, but I already know it's dogs. Dogs, definitely. definitely. Is there any other animal you, you prefer then? Mm, no, dogs is okay. Dogs, yeah, that's fine. I do really love like beer. Yeah. A bear, yeah. Oh, bear, yeah. And lioness as well. Yeah. Lioness, yeah. Good, powerful animals. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I like them. Yeah. What is your favorite film? Film? Uh, not a, such a good movie watcher, I can say, <laughs> because I do always get sleep when I watch a movie. That's okay. What's your favorite um, song or style of music? Uh, Italian music. I love to understand the lyrics and things like that. And in English, I'm not good enough to understand the lyrics. Okay. You get there, though. Your English is very good. Yeah, but I don't know why. When it's song, I can't. The only <laughs> one that I can uh, understand the lyrics is Without Me uh, by Eminem, I guess. Oh, because I always place this song when someone come back from my injury or things like that, so I got learned. Nice, I like that. I was going to say, what's your favorite style of food? But I, I feel like I know the answer as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll change it though. So, if you were to cook a meal, what would you what would you cook? What was what would be your ideal dream meal? Ideal cook? dream meal. So. We would start with some um, raw fish, maybe, and some, oh, you know, like focaccia with burrata, raw fish, like focaccia with different things on top, mm -hmm. and also with some prosciutto, things like that. Then, as a primo, first course, like um, pasta, I would be like, I think a fish meal, would be like pasta with uh, fish, like Fish, yeah. Then as a second course uh, would be um, grilled fish with like lots of grilled vegetables, things like that. And like mixed with different type of. And uh, from for dessert, I I have such as with I would say in English, yeah. I, I do love like dessert and things like that. But I would say it would be like ton of ice cream. I love ice cream. That's fair. That's good. Yeah. Lori did tell me that you make a lot of nice good snacks as well, so yeah, I love baking. Yeah, so yeah, Lori said, yeah, I made all, and also I love like when it's someone's birthday, mm -hmm. I try to always cook for that person their favorite birthday cake. So that's some tradition that I'm I'm trying to keep doing at Exeter Cheese. So, so do I get a birthday cake? Yeah, of course. Well, just tell me when and which is your cake. That's fine. I'll come down for it. It's all good. Okay, perfect. <laughs> just let me know. Um, I feel like I feel like I'm going to get into trouble for asking this, and I'm oh I'm sorry, but I, I have to ask because I ask all our guests. Okay. 
Does pineapple belong with pizza? No. <laughs> well, I would suggest no, but I've never tasted. Maybe it's very good, but as Italian, I can't say yes. They would like saying you're not Italian if I say yes. I don't say I don't say yes. I don't think it belongs on it. I don't like but it. I've never tasted, so I can't say, but I'm not but, really like interested in tasting this. Fine. What is your dream holiday destination or vacation? Uh, Fiji. Fiji, nice, like that. I love that. Yeah. What is your go-to? I say post-match drink. Maybe uh, big, okay. big when you go you go out with the girls. What what are you drinking? Gin tonic. Nice, yeah, like that. Not wine. No, <laughs> neither beer, neither wine. I'm sorry, Kate. That's okay. Kate doesn't even drink wine. Yeah, she does. Okay. She likes, yeah, she likes wine, yeah. We got different answers when we had her on. It was not wine that she said, but that's okay. I'll remember that. <laughs> Do you have any tattoos? No. Would you ever get a tattoo? I don't think so. Okay. No, I always ask just because I have tattoos and it's just a nice... Uh, yeah, like sometimes when I was at the World Cup, for example... Mm-hmm. everyone was getting a tattoo so I was yeah. questioning oh maybe I should get a tattoo but then I was like oh I don't know what and just like changed my mind so easily so it would be like and also when it was called for barbarians I guess like everyone was getting a baba tattoo I was like maybe I would love to but then I don't know but like there is some friend that made like a tattoo here like um they wrote something in Japanese, he wrote something in Japanese, and I do really love this kind of tattoo, or also I love like all the arm with tattoo, but just watching, maybe not for me, not yet. Don't know. Yeah. yeah, I love like big tattoo on all the arm, yeah. Yeah, so never say never. Never say no, no, at all. Final question for you today, Sylvia. Yes. One thing you'd like to be remembered for? Um, for just in life, yeah, yeah. having been having made other people's lives better. Oh, that's nice. I like that. That's good. I like that. And you you made our day a lot better as well. So there you go. (laughs) I don't know that. I absolutely would be something that I would love to. The book is now closed because you you've absolutely smashed it. And I cannot thank you enough for agreeing to come on thank you so much we've made history here today hopefully see you back on the pitch very very soon hopefully the, I hope the so. and the cast comes away because the chiefs need you we need another title yeah we need the black one there exactly i, I don't have the black one yet i, the just white one. I would love one of course i would white. the white one black one mm-hmm. all of them mm-hmm. okay, all of them. okay. <laughs> maybe more italian tops as well Okay, as well, yeah. Next time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And thank you. It's an absolute blast, and you're welcome back anytime. Thank you so much, both to you, both for the people listening. Thank you. This has been the final whistle with Sylvia Tirani. We will see you next time. <laughs>